hi, hello, and welcome to another episode from Of Course China. My name is Fernando, and I'm Ziv. And today we are with Jerome Bryant. So, Ziv, tell us a little bit about him. Jerome Bryant is from the USA. He came to China as an English teacher, worked his way up to be the head of English program in the Dongguan Foreign Language School. He he dedicates most of his time away from school being a, an up and coming comedian.、Mm. He made people laugh in China, Malaysia, and the USA. And just a few months ago, he opened for the very funny Joe Wang. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, guys, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So,、um, why don't you tell us something that、uh, Ziv did not say? Anything that's kind of like outstanding about you? Something you would like people to know about you? Man.、Uh, well, I mean, he did a pretty good job. I mean, I did come from the U.S.、Uh, I grew up though. Like, I guess when when coming from the U.S.A., everybody's like, "Where you come from?" Because they always think, you know, U.S.A. is so big, so many states, especially if you're from America. So they're like, "Where'd you come from?" So I was I was actually a military brat. That was a big thing that、um, you know growing up, <laughs> military brat. So living in a lot of places like one of my fam- the places I love is Texas, and then I spent a lot of time in Idaho because my family was from there. So、mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys knew, but I'm half black, half white.、So、<laughs> oh, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can see it. I、yeah. thought you're pink. <laughs> Maybe the light it makes me fade、yeah. into what you guys are. But <laughs> what are you today? <laughs> right. Uh, I feel like I'm a little bit more black today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just playing. But、uh, yeah, so、um, growing up, like I had my white family in you know Idaho, so it was kind of like it was just a very this is a huge dynamic there, you know, doing that. So growing up in that way. All so. right. So、um, I want to start talking then a little bit about teaching. We're not gonna go too deep into that because you don't want to talk too much about that. But <laughs> we feel that it's a it's an interesting thing to talk about because a lot of people can take it as a gateway. Into China, of course, sort of like yeah, what yeah. you've done. So,、um, how long have you been teaching here in China, for example?、Uh, so it's,、um, it's going on well four and a half years now. It's almost five years. It's okay, going on. What made you choose China as a teaching destination?、Uh, you know, just to get.、Uh, it was one of those things in life where I was just at a point where I was like, I need to get out and explore before. I get married and have kids,、right. and I was like, I want to go and chain. Yeah, yeah, I, be, the old <laughs> ball and chain. Yeah, I don't want to do that. So I was like, I don't want to do that quite yet. I'm gonna go to China and explore, you know, Southeast Asia because I've never really been there,、uh-huh. and then I'll come back to America and I'm gonna stay and I'm gonna find a girl and get married and have kids. Did you always think that you would live abroad? Oh no! I never thought. I、okay. thought I would come here for a year、mm-hmm. and then go back. That's、okay. what I thought. I was. I'm, I'm going to be here for one year. One year, and that's <laughs> how many are you here now? Almost five. Five years, <laughs> right? Okay. So,、uh, tell us what's your feeling about teaching in China? What's it like? I mean, for somebody who's thinking about, hey, what if I wanted to go to China and teach? What's your? I have a lot to say. But we want to hear from you, right? <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, and, and I'm pretty sure what you, what you've said is. Hits everything on, on the button, but and it's kind of what you said earlier.、Uh, it, it comes down to when you come here, you you can break off and do whatever you want to do、right. when you come here. Just getting here, teaching English, maybe teach for a couple years. The visa, some, yeah, get the visa, get to know the lay of the land, get to know people, and you can pretty much do anything. I've、mm. seen people come here and do. Everything they've come here as a teacher, and then now they own a restaurant. They come here as a teacher, then now they're、um, dancing in something, da da da, and then they or maybe they've started a YouTube channel. You know, is it yeah, easy? It's it's no, of course it's not easy, but it's a grind. I mean, and and dealing with everything we deal with on a daily basis, moving to a whole new country,、mm-hmm. that will deter a lot of people to stay. Unfortunately, is it a similar salary? Like to the U.S., like someone that is thinking of coming here now. Well, if you if you factor in taxes in the U.S., no, that's what I'm saying. Like taking away taxes and everything that we're paying, 
I don't know. I know I know a lot of people here. It's just my lifestyle is different maybe than yours. You guys have right. cars and you have lot, you have a lot of like you have two kids and right. I just have one kid now. It's, I don't know. It's just a lot of my right. bills or I really can't. But if I if I had the same exact thing I have now and we lived in America and I had my all cable and all these other yeah. little expenses that I I you know love that I don't have those now. So quality of life is good. Oh man, yeah. that's awesome. Right. And it's yeah, the, so the, cheap. Like, one, of, one of the main things is that you you end up having um, more ability to save money. That's, so I that's always the tell thing. I always tell a lot of people, look, if you want to get out of debt, for example, if you're deep in debt, uh, back in the states, credit card, whatever, if you come to China or oh, student loans, I got a very good friend of mine who's from Colombia. He's also American. He's here basically to pay for his student loans, and then he's off somewhere else. Because yeah, you can save a lot of money month after month after month, and then that helps a lot. Right. And that's exactly what my right now, that's the only reason I'm staying really, I mean, in, in to be honest, is like to stay in the teaching is to pay off the debt that I have student and my student loans. And that's, I paid off all my other debt. The only thing I have right now is my student loans from my, my, my master's. And, 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 and you can travel Southeast Asia. Really sure. Nicely. Which is also yeah. cheap. Yeah. 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 Not right now. From but, here. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's one of the reasons why I always tell people, you want to be near the South. You want to be of near course. Hong Kong because then you can, it's a hub. You can go anywhere. You mm-hmm. can go anywhere from Hong Kong. I mean, you can go anywhere from Beijing and Shanghai too, but I feel like Guangdong's like, this is the place, man. This is where you got to be. Did you know, did you know that it's, uh, I mean, relatively easy to get a teaching job in China for uh, an American? Of course. Yeah. 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 So everybody uh, know that just like, not Guangdong. everybody knows. No, but I had a friend here who was already here. Okay. You know, I mean, you know him. So he was already here. I was already knowing that he could do it. And his brother, I was really good friends with too. Uh, he, said, you know, come here. But he was telling me to go to another place, not China. He was telling oh. me to go to Saudi and like Oman and stuff like that, you know, Middle East. And I was like, <laughs> mm, I don't know if <laughs> that's going to work out. Yeah, it's too hot. Yeah, it's just too hot. It's pretty it's hot. Weather, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's the weather. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh, you mentioned that you're, you're half and half. Um, yeah. How did that affect like your, your teaching? Milk or coffee. <laughs> <laughs> half and half. We're Starbucks comedians. <laughs> how does that, how does oh, that um, affect so, your teaching? The sad thing is, is uh, being black mm-hmm. is like, so, I mean, yeah, we deal with this in, you know, this whole racist, to- racist topic in, in America all the time. You know, I'm like, pe- black people look at me like I'm white, white people look at me like I'm black. It's, it's just what happens. But when I get here, Chinese people, I mean, I'm not saying all, but I'm saying when they're, some people are looking for teachers, one of the things they kind of, uh, they look for are white teachers. They want yeah. white teachers because they feel, I guess maybe white teachers are smarter or maybe they're, they speak better English or um, they're not dangerous. I don't they, know. They feel like if you're white, they have no doubts about you. Oh, 100%. I mean, if, you, if you're black, like, is he African? Is he, where is he from? Yeah. And then all the negative connotations yep. that come Top from. Top of the is pyramid, it, is he dangerous, the white so yeah. Westerner. Yeah, I mean, yes. it, if you're white, they're like, okay, come, please. Yes. Just yeah. Yeah, just come on. You don't even have to do a, right. like a, you know, even, anything to show. So non-native, uh, you know, someone non-native white. Well, can, it, it uh, used yes. to be, it used to be easier to get a, a, Look, a teaching nowadays job. Nowadays you get, you get job posters said like, oh, we're looking for Russian teachers. Right. Mm-hmm. Why? From Russian English teachers. And you're like, and then my, my biggest point there is, what's the difference between a Russian English teacher and a Chinese English teacher? They're both non-natives. So why are you going for the white face? He's white. Why are you going <laughs> to, for the white face? To have it in there. So right. what, a, a Russian, a, a white Russian teacher would be cheaper than an American? That's, of that's course. Oh, yeah, of course. For sure. okay. There's a couple of things. Right. It will be cheaper. Number two, it will and be they still illegal. Get that white, yeah, but they still get illegal? that white face. It's illegal. It's illegal. It's illegal. Like, for example, from uh, June last year, mm-hmm. it's illegal for 
mm-hmm. non-natives to teach in China, in Dongguan. Right. It's been in China, but it's implemented uh, at different stages, different cities. And, and they're still looking for Russians? Yeah. Still? Yeah. Because, okay. of course, because it's it, just it deeper. comes down to the, right. it's money and that the face. I guess good opportunities for them. <laughs> yeah. So well, I would not Russian. encourage anybody to <laughs> right. do that. It's just, it's not worth that black stain in your passport. It's just it's not, not worth yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You right. get deported, you can, don't get to travel anymore, and, and yeah. But also, I, I heard, like, uh, uh, in one of the schools my daughter went to, um, there were two Russian girls teaching, and they get they get really low salary. Like, like it was like 3,000 RMB or something. And yeah. I don't know if they even know it's low. I mean, but it's crazy, yeah. That yeah. is true. They probably don't know. That a lot of times they don't, though, because they'll right. be like, hey, don't say anything, blah, 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 and, da, right, da, da. Right. and a lot of these these people that come illegally, they know they can't do things mm-hmm. um, on the up and up, so they go through agents. So the agents right. kind of like, they teach them. So right. what happened with me is when I first came here, I went through an agency, right. found out that's the most horrible thing you can do. I keep hearing this all right the time. Right away. <laughs> all the time. Oh, they... They did everything, bro. Like everything you hear that's the worst thing that can happen to a person happened to me. That's why I had to go back and then get all my stuff in my, my ducks in a row to get back and get a ZV so they come back here like and do it the right way. But I guess that's that's what you find online, the agents. Like oh, how yeah, else sure. can you come here exactly. for like someone that want to come here? And the agency is going to put you here under the worst circumstances and right. I mean, you, and they're giving you like a student visa. They're like, Hey, mm-hmm. you should, you know, as long as you're going to school, you can teach. And in your mind, you're like, Oh, okay, I can do this. And then you meet other foreigners and they're like, no, no yeah, don't do this. <laughs> so what's your recommendation for someone that's looking at this and thinking, okay, I can go teach in China for the beginning and then do something else. But he goes online searching for what, I mean, what's better? What can you find? That's not agent. I don't even like, I'm, I'm not an agent, so I don't know, you know, right. like to yeah. tell you the real, the re- I mean, like I would probably try to communicate with somebody that's actually teaching over there in a school. Yes. That's and what then, I always, always tell people. Yeah. Like whatever offer you get, if you're talking to an agent, if you're talking to a school, tell them, okay, put me in contact with five other teachers at your center, okay. five other teachers at your school, not one, because they will always find a friend. Always, yeah. Give me five emails and I'll talk to them and then they'll tell me how things are. And then I'll be able to, you know, like, and then they tell you no. And oh, yes, <laughs> like, okay, good. I'll go course, to the next yeah. one because right. there's thousands of offers out there. Thousands. Um, but I, I wanted to ask you about your, your lead teacher. You're leading a team of teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, how hard, how easy is it to manage foreigners here in China? Is there... <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> oh, man. Do you this know the going... people that I... I... No, I don't think he knows yeah. anyone. You know I know some of them, them yeah. yes. Yeah. And I know that some of them might be <laughs> difficult. Yeah, like, it's not the fact. That it's just some people are just feel like they do, they shouldn't have someone looking after them, per se, mm-hmm. right? And, I mean, think of, like, I don't know how old you guys. How old are you guys? Like, 40, yeah, 40, 40 47. 47. Yeah. 40, 40, yeah, 40. So like it, imagine like some 20 year old kid came in and was trying to tell you what to do. Right. And you've been there, been doing your thing. And, you're, and then he's going to come in like, well, I, I think we should do it this way. And, you know, and you won't you, be happy. Yeah. You'd be like, what is this little kid telling me what to do? Yeah. So a lot of people that are there that I feel like have been there for a while, you know, they're, they're they've been teaching, they've been they've had other careers and they have this guy coming in trying to tell them, you know, hey, maybe we should do it this way. I'm trying to be on your side, so on and so right. forth. Or coming in and, and they think that I'm going to like just change everything and just run over everything. So mm-hmm. the first year of doing this was, it was a difficult year, but right. now it's, it's better now. Like we've all kind of know how things are. So were you hired to, to go straight into that position or were you promoted? I was, I was asked to do it first and, but I told him, 
because I didn't know everyone that mm-hmm. I wasn't going to do that. I was like, nah, I don't want to do that because I did this before my old job, the other job I had, right. I was doing this right. and it was a little difficult to do that. So I was like, I, I was like, give me six months. Let me feel like, fill it out. And then I'll let you know. And so he did. And then six months in, I was like, yeah, okay, I'll take this. And then at that moment, everybody was like, no, <laughs> it took you another year. Oh my, well, so then, no, no, I got it. I got no, the job, I mean, but to I mean, get everybody to yeah. So that's what we're kind of at right now. now yeah, it's you, 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 it's like good. like you okay. jump the it's, fence it's and you're now. on the other side of the team. Oh man, yeah, right, you're right. you're the the opposing team. Right. I my particular feeling is that um, there are certain teachers who need to be treated with with silk gloves. I think There's in every what, job. Yeah, you, when you manage just, people, exactly. It's, it, this is in everything. I agree. Like you always have to. Have, sure, always but, um, some people. I don't know because it's so easy to to find another job in teaching. The teacher has that that to his advantage. He's going to come to you like I can find another job in okay. five seconds. Okay. So it's like it's so difficult to be a team of people who are. I'm not going to say loyal, but who are there for the right reasons, you know, right, right. not just for the money, not just because right. they're getting this and that. So in that sense, it's so, so hard to grow a business um, or to build a team of teachers right. um, when you don't have to just be so cautious with every single thing that you say. What yeah. do you look for when you hire a teacher, Fernando? Well, there are a couple of things. Number one is the ability to implement my method. That's okay. the number one thing. And the other one is, look, For example, I'm going to ask you this question. How do you feel about contracts in China? I feel that a contract is worth absolutely nothing. Well, yeah, because... Because you can come here and sign a contract and you get fed up with China, pack up your bags and go. What am I going to do? The employer. Am I going to sue you? I'm going to hire a lawyer internationally to, to do what? So you mean specifically with teachers? Specifically with teachers. Right, mm-hmm. right. Because right. most people come here on that year... Yeah, the gap year or or they're looking at, at, at doing something for a, a few years and they really s- don't know what they're coming for. I would say even more, even if they, they don't they don't want to keep the job, even they don't have to leave China. They'll just leave and what can you do, right? Exactly. Sure, yeah. but nowadays it's a little bit more difficult and you probably know this. There's a lot of, of regulations visa. and visas and right. then they can deny their the release letter and whatnot. So there's a little bit more control. It used to be the Wild East. <laughs> Now it's a little bit more more controlled. So As an employee, you have a little bit more power. But if the person has to decide to leave the country, there is nothing you can do. But that's also on the other side, too, when it comes to Chinese contracts or I mean, just contracts here in China. Uh, a lot of times the employer can change something and yet they're not reprimanded for that yet. You know, it's because a lot of times the foreigner who's getting, you know, this say something because I've seen this happen mm-hmm. um, where like a contract says this, boom, boom, boom. And then they're like, oh, you know, or. They just, you know how it is. They, there's always I something. I think it's both sides. I think it's both sides. That's, I mean, what, that's what I'm saying. Like you when you to say find contracts good. are not valid, I feel like contracts are not valid both ways. Yeah. I think for you, the experience of maybe teachers that were not uh, up to the job, were not good, good attitude and everything, maybe for teachers, it's the same with employers, some employers. Sure. Yeah. Um, the, the thing is that most of the employers are Chinese. Right. And I'm not trying to denigrate, but um, there's many things that are to their advantage. They have connection with the government. They mm-hmm. speak the language. Right. They can write whatever they want in the contracts. Right. So when you work for me as a foreigner, everything's in English. There's no communication problem. There's no cultural right. misunderstandings. Right. And I always put that on the table. Like, look, I'll tell you how things are. 
you tell me how things are, and that's it. And we'll shake hands. I'll take somebody's uh, handshake over uh, a signature so on a piece wait, of paper. Wait, would you recommend someone that want to come teach in China to go online and find a foreign employer like you? <laughs> that would be probably the best bet. One hundred percent. If yeah, I, I mean, okay. if if this is available, it's not. It's, not very available. It's not very. Right. It's right. not something we're not like, that many. Can I, yes. can I get a foreigner, you know, employer in <laughs> How China? Can you find They're it? like, yeah. what? No. no. And then it'd be like China, 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 China. You know what I'm saying? Like my true yeah. advice is try to go for a university. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you go to a university, it's a safe place. The workload's not too high. You're not talking about kindergartners. Yeah, and yeah, it's and kind of a lazy job, from what I heard. Uh, but it again, if you're looking at a at a, at a so what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, All right. Yeah, you can do other stuff. Yeah, you can do a lot of other things. Yeah. You have a lazy which is, job. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, correct. So that's my advice. If you guys want to come teach in China, don't come teach for me. Come teach for a university, and then if we meet somewhere. Hey, even I taught I in China, that. you know, 17 years ago when <laughs> I came here. Did you really? Yeah, I came, I came here from India after backpacking, right? After a girl, my ex-girlfriend. And uh, I came here, I was uh, 23, and I was like, what am I going to do here? And I was looking for some jobs. I got some interviews at like Jews diamond factories and stuff there in Shenzhen. <laughs> and, but I was like, I need to make money. So my girlfriend was Brazilian. So I taught some English private lessons to Brazilians. Oh, It was 100 RMB an hour back then. No. It's not okay. much from whatever, whatever it is now. No, yeah. <laughs> Everybody. That's an interesting thing. I have a video right. about the stagnation of salaries. Mm. 20 years and it hasn't gone up that much. It hasn't gone up that much. All right. right. Um, but you don't want to talk about teaching. I really <laughs> okay, don't. So. Kind You're of a comedian. Yes. So before before we go into that, yeah. I wanted to ask. It's related. It's, it's it's connecting the two. Sure. What's what's the funniest experience you had teaching in China? <laughs> I wanted to ask that. And tell us the truth, please. Oh, you have inside information. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, actually, this happened at um, a company. <laughs> it's funny you say that. It was a company that I worked well, for here. Um, not mean, here. No, not, no, not here. But yeah. uh, I don't know. Can we say names or no? We don't try not to. Okay. No. It's okay. It's okay. It's a, it's a company here that has a lot of schools that's in a training center. And yeah. it has a lot of schools across China. If you come here to a training center, this is probably one of the schools that you'll go to. You but got anyways, three options now. Yeah. I'm fine. Pretty you can much. Guess. That's probably one of them. <laughs> so I, I came here I um, to Dongguan. This is when I first came to Dongguan. So I was, already had some like experience with little kids when I was uh, teaching in uh, Zhongshan, right? So I came here about a year after teaching and I was teaching uh, kindergartners in Zhongshan, got here and these kids are like, you know, grade school. So like seriously, like second day, there's a kid who, and this this is one of the things I struggle with in China. A lot of kids are in your class who have disabilities, right? Yeah. And behavioral this, issues. Yes, behavioral issues. Yeah, and this kid, had, he was very, 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 and he should not have been in the class. He was very disruptive. So one time he's like on the floor screaming and crying and I don't do what he usually does in the whole class. And then I go to like, kind of like, hey man, come on. And he like kicks me and just kicks me in my nuts. Bow. The yeah, right, right as soon as he did that, my instinct is like, no. And I, I pulled his leg and I pulled him out of the classroom. And then I was like, nope. And I just left him out there. I was like, nope. I was like, hey, come here to the, to the PA, the person that's like the head of the, the class. Teacher assistant. I was like, come here, come here. I was like, hey, he's right here. You, he's like, he just kicked me. He's out of the class. I'm not doing this. And then I just left him. Boom. And then he wrote me a letter about how he apologized. The parents, oh. I had a big, big, huge meeting with the parents. I was like, look, I don't condone this, this would happen, but he can't do that. And I was like, I'm, I'm not a person to put up with that. So 
I don't, I don't hate, I, I'm you think not a because bad person. Chinese, Chinese teachers are more uh, strict, so they behave better, the kids? I mean, no, 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 they don't, no, it's, it's not like that. that. Well, okay. there's, there, I, okay. I don't, I don't think they act any better or worse with Chinese students or they, Chinese They teachers. still behave this way? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and the problem is with the one child policy. Yeah, they're pampered and everything yes. is excusable and they everything is ah oh, so cute yeah, yes. and they don't they don't identify by behavior as being right. bad behaviors ah oh, it's cute it's just he'll, he'll grow up and right. and a lot of times you have to understand they're raised by their grandparents right. and their grandparents will let them do everything just think about your grandparents like our grandparents exactly yes yes so of course that okay. kind of kicks into this too I'm mm. sure that so you got kicked in the balls okay I get it <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's just one of many. Okay. That's why I don't, uh, I have to say, I'm, I'm not a big fan on teaching little kids anymore. Because I have my own son now. I don't want to <laughs> take it out on him. Like, I hate these other kids. Right, and then I'm right. like, come home, like, right. dang you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do that. All right. But you you were asking about a funny. That's not a very funny story. But I, anyway. I can, if you picture it, it's probably funny. <laughs> yeah. It was funny yeah. when it happened, I yeah. guess. <laughs> All right. So transitioning to uh, becoming a comedian, how did that happen? I mean, was it something that you wanted to do always or what inspired you to do that? Where did that come up? You know, so, uh, I mean, me growing up, I was an only child. <laughs> uh, well, I was an only child of many children that my dad had. So okay. I was the only child with my mom. One of those my good dad. fathers. Yeah, right? you were one of those great fathers. Your only child, your one only child on, the, on your white side, you're an only child. Yeah, on my okay, white side, okay. but then on my black side. Kind of makes sense. Yeah, there's a lot of kids. <laughs> 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 he was that guy. Yeah, yeah. no get the monetized. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, but anyways, I was in that family, and <laughs> I was always, uh, you know, but I, the biggest thing is when I was a young kid, I would always stay up and watch this show called Def Comedy Jam. Uh-huh. When, in, when I was watching Def Comedy Jam, I used to watch Martin Lawrence, right? And I used to think to myself, oh, man, I want to be just like that guy. Like, Martin Lawrence is so hilarious. And so, of course, stand, like, stand-up comedy was always something I loved anyways because I was also a class, like a class clown. Uh-huh. I was always in class, always making jokes, always that kid. Getting I, I actually was the kid that I hate. That okay. I hate. I'm the right. kid that I hate right now. Like, like the kid that talks too much, you tell him to shut up, and he's like, okay, and then you move him, and he starts talking to the new people. You know, this is what always then happens. And you understand now <laughs> yeah. that that was bad. That, okay. Very bad. <laughs> All right. It's one of the reasons why you don't have children. <sighs> but maybe that kid that you talked about will become a comedian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he might. And so that, that's what I initially started. And then, of course, just telling stories when I got older and just kind of thought to myself, this is something I could do. And then one day, just taking that leap and going to an open mic. That was the biggest thing. Was that in the U.S. Mm-hmm. or in China? In, in the U.S. US yeah, yeah, in the U.S. All right. So yeah. when was that? Uh, it was. It would have been like, uh, the, my first one would have been six years ago. Like, it would have been six years ago that All I right. went. And then, of course, because I there was a gap in that that I didn't even do anything. I was like, I started, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then I moved to China. And I was like, I'm not going to do this. What, was, it, was it Was difficult? it a com- comedy club or? Yeah, a comedy club. Uh, no, no, no. It was a restaurant. It was a restaurant in Arizona. I, okay. I, used to, I came here from Phoenix, Arizona. And it was a restaurant that they do like... Um, open mic open mics at, at night, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I did it one time and I actually did twice. I did twice and both times I was just like so nervous on the stage. I don't know what I'm doing. This is weird. I think they're funny jokes. And, and all I did was I, I talked about um, like me going to China because this is when I had signed the contract and I was ready to go. Before coming. Before coming, oh, yeah. Wow. And, oh, no, okay. I take it back. I actually did one time when I came back for that, that okay. little period of fixing my visa. Uh-huh. I did do one time talking about Everything in China, yeah. Uh-huh. But people, you know, I, that's when I found out, like, people didn't, they weren't, 
like responsive to it. They were like, ah, cool. They didn't get it. Yeah, they were like, okay, whatever. You live in China. Yeah, so they don't really yeah. relate to China that yeah, much. They don't. Also, it was your first times probably. Yeah. yeah. So if if you do it now, if like if I go back now, um, I can I can make it to where people can understand like from my point of view. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a little bit easier now. Sure, but the comedy scene in in, in America is huge. It's oh, big. It's it's, uh, it's large. Comedy scene in China. Um, um, well, I understand comedians uh, who speak Chinese mm-hmm. or Chinese comedians, but for somebody who's doing comedy in English, what are the limit? I mean, yeah, what I mean, that's why the biggest limitation way? is the fact that I, you know, and I never even thought about it like until I started doing it. But I was just like, it, it is the hardest part, of course, is the people don't understand you, uh-huh. um, and that's where you got to kind of throw in some stuff that's Chinese, mm-hmm. so that can, you can relate to some of the Chinese audience, but. I, I don't even know. Like, it, honestly, I, I didn't even, the only time I actually thought I could do it here is when I saw another group of people that are in another city come here and do it. And I was like, uh, Shanghai. Yeah. Or, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, the, the Shenzhen guys. Shenzhen. Right. And then okay. that's when I was thinking to myself, I was like, I can do is this. Is that like a right. club or something? Yeah. There's yeah. a, there's a, there's a, I think we can call them. Uh, what is it? Uh, take out, take out, yeah. take out comedy. Take out club. comedy right. Yeah. right. And yeah. so like take out came and they, they did a few shows and I was thinking to myself like, you can do it. <laughs> all right. If you're uh, watching, yeah. Okay. I'm not saying all of you. It's most of you. <laughs> all right, Rome. So we are going to go into the first break of the podcast. So we're going to do a game that we like to call this or that. The idea is what, Ziv? Could you explain it for us? Right. We're going to ask you, uh, we're going to give you uh, two options. And you're going to choose this or that, just like that. And you can explain a little bit why you chose that, okay? If there's any rational behind your answer. Right. <laughs> okay. If not, that's okay, too. Yeah. So, so now that you're starting, let, yeah. let me start. So, um, boobs or butts? Butts, for sure. It was fast. <laughs> All day. Man. Every day. Well, this is Asia. Where do you find the butts? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you All find the, the boobs? boobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a magic trick. Nothing right? here, nothing there. Yeah, I like would have it. to think about that, but uh, you're fast. Yeah. Oh, 100%. All right, okay. I'm a butt guy. Ass man, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Ass man. That was uh, at Seinfeld, no? That's all. all right, dog or cat? Dog. You got a dog? I've had dogs. I don't have a dog here. I, I, How to have a dog in China? Yeah, or I feel like Are you talking about consuming them? Uh, no. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> uh, no, having a dog, I love. I've, I've had many dogs. I've had cats too. I like cats, but I don't know. Dogs are more friendly. They're excited to see you when they, you know, see you. They're like, hey, my dog. what about big dog or small dog? I hate small dogs. Yeah, big dogs. I, mean, I, I hate too, small Fernando, dogs. I hate small oh. dogs. Yeah. Oh, GIP. Okay, here we go. Twitter or Facebook? Facebook. I don't even have like I have a Twitter. Not even use it. I, right. I know. I use everything except Twitter. Yeah, I don't know why. why? I don't I, know why. I have an account. I have but an account I, too. I stopped using it. I don't know why. I mean, it's I'm the opposite. Know. I stopped using Facebook. Oh, you did? Yeah. And you use only Twitter now? I mean, well, well it's so one-dimensional. That's Twitter, what I felt like. You know? I, I feel like it's now you can do anything. You on can, Twitter, but, but when it first came out, it was so just like tweets, and I just wasn't. I don't know. I just I was like, eh, this is not. I was I'm, here I'm when it came out. Trying to reach a certain a certain demographic, a certain yeah yeah market. People so I use Twitter for that, but Facebook it just drives me insane. Yeah, it drives me insane. Okay. All right. So cardio or weight? Cardio. Yeah. Like what, what I, would, type? I, I, I thought you'd say weight. Well, 
because I'm mean, because like oh no macho. that's what I I think I think cardio just because of the fact that it helps you stay helps you kind of uh, stay slim yeah you, know you do that uh, hash harriers yeah the, 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 yeah, the, the drinking hash. clubs yeah, with yeah. Uh, with uh, <laughs> the thing about yeah. me the reason I've got this here is because I drink a too little bit too much all right <laughs> okay nothing wrong with that <laughs> this is I, I, I go I all the time I play this basketball. is just water no? yeah just water it's just water yeah. Yeah. just it's a bubbly all right money or free time uh. Because I have a son, money, but uh-huh. I love my free time. It's so it's hard. I, I I don't know because you can't have you can't have good free time without having money. So sure. you know uh, what I'm saying? What you gonna do with the free time if you don't have money? Right? Yeah, I mean How about you? Or jokes. I don't know. I mean, um Right. Money, <laughs> money. Of course, <laughs> I'm Jewish after yeah, all. Like, hey, you are you know, Jewish. You could so say it. Yeah, I saw you. You were thinking. I was it. very well thinking. Yeah. That, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, maybe he'll say it. I don't. Please, if he doesn't, I'm going to. <laughs> He's lying. <laughs> okay. Uh, Monty Python or Mr. Bean? Mr. Bean. Yeah. I, I never got into Monty Python. I don't understand. I'm sorry. People are gonna hate me. Don't hate me. Uh, I don't ever get this whole Monty Python thing. I never got it, and people still reference it. And I'm just like, ah, yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about SNL? Uh, the old SNL was good. Like, old when I was growing up, SNL was dope. Now, I don't even know. I can't even tell you who. Like Keenan? I think from Keenan and Kel, remember he was? He I was think there? he's on SNL yeah. right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then. I mean, I know the, the white guy or the black guy. Yeah, I you mean, know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. If say, I see him in movies, I'm like, ooh, they're on SNL. Yeah. 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 But I, I can never tell their Pete names. David. We're just waiting for the guests from the past and uh. watch those. <laughs> That's all it is, man. Yeah. All, all right, next one. guests now. Uh, when it comes to toilet paper, from tobacco back to front, <laughs> front to back. <laughs> if anybody is going back to front, stop. Please, if you're out you're, there and you're, you're going I mean, back you're to front, if you're a woman, back to front is not. Yeah, but people, girls probably do that. They go back to front, even a girl. Oh, that's even worse, no? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's the worst, <laughs> that bro. That is getting to the details. Exactly. Okay, okay I'm right. sorry. All right, next you, one. You asked. Huh? Okay. You, Fernando asked, yeah. Work hard or play hard? Play hard. <laughs> Good answer there. You know me. Not an explanation. Yeah. 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 All right, we finished with a very simple one. Uh, there Honest- is another one. Oh, yeah. sorry. All right. So my last one, honesty or white lies? Honesty. Well, I mean, I, I big thing on honesty. Honesty, honesty, honesty. So... Are you honest? I am. Right now? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. The last, last I think one. think a little too honest. Really All right. Honest. So laundry or dishes? In what? In what? Uh, I hate or I want to do? You, you hate. What do you prefer? Which one do you choose? Laundry. I laundry. 100% hate dishes. I yeah. hate doing the dishes. Me too. I'll cook, but just don't ask me to do dishes. But do you know what the sad thing is at my household is I do the dishes because no. my wife cooks all the time. So uh-huh. I, that was the trade-off. I used to like. I used to want to like. Yeah, I'm gonna cook and do all this, and then she started cooking, and my eye cuts, comes and cooks, get, watches my son, and so I just kind of something that cooking. will come in life. I always tell my wife like, one day I'll cook. Yeah, like I'm and sure, now like, when, I was alone. When my son for a gets month older, and... I'll probably cook. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. I'll tell you the best investment that I've made in life is a dryer, mm. and now a dishwasher. Very important a dryer in South China. Oh my gosh! Uh. I, I'm trying to like our next place we get. I'm getting a dryer. I'm like I, it was. We went back to America for um, Chinese New Year, and using a dryer again. I just that is one thing. I'm like this is the best thing yeah. ever. Yeah, but, but you but don't. You don't have an IE. No, we do have an IE. Yes, and she does our laundry, but 
they don't she doesn't do the dry i mean she hangs it up and then you know how it is you man. get the wrinkles you get the and you smell and it's like it it's just, humid it's it never, never do well enough yeah. never yeah. never yeah. so no i i when i got my first big paycheck i got a dryer and never gone back how and much was a dryer it. it's like five thousand. really yeah and then earlier this year we got a dishwasher another three thousand. Right. my wife absolutely loves she me loves for it, it. Okay. i mean I've been getting the best. I mean, it's funny because back home, I don't know a house without That's what a I'm dishwasher. Saying. I, I, sure. I tried to tell my wife that. I'm dishwasher, like, yeah. you always have a dryer and a, yeah. usually a dishwasher. Yeah. Not always a dishwasher, but you have Pretty a dryer. Sure. You have a washer yeah. and dryer. That yeah. usually comes standard. Right. right. Oh, that comfort back home. Right. They don't know what the... All right, how guys. Good so they got this it. has <laughs> been this and that. Let's go on then. All right. As a comedian growing up, you say you like Def Comedy Jam. What mm-hmm. other influences... Um, did you have uh, from comedy? Uh, so, I mean, like, like I said, you know, being kind of the class clown, uh, that, that kind of was like the big influence because everybody was always like, you're funny, you're funny, funny. But when it comes to actually comedians, um, like Richard Pryor, Martin Lawrence, uh, now that I'm trying to think like, uh, Chappelle. of course, like, of course, Dave Chappelle, like Dave, that's just when, like when did he start? When did he start Dave Chappelle? Uh, In the nineties? No, it was the, well. He was doing stand up in the nineties, yeah. Yeah, the Chappelle show, and, and then Chappelle show yeah, in the two okay. thousands, yeah. And then he took like that ten year break, or whatever, yeah. <laughs> but and that was so crazy, like to see him do that, like that was that that just showed how he went from just the stand up comedian doing pretty good to and his show just like went berserk, right? And if you have to step away from the game, that you did something, you know what I'm saying? Like you made he's he's the one who started like skit comedy and made it dope. You know what I'm saying? Like Key and Peel kind of took over and took took his show and uh-huh. continued That's with his show. They've done recently, right? Oh, like Key and Peel. I would yeah. say no. The last that was it, seven or eight years they've been doing it. Right. Like, right. But I mean, they do the exact same thing that he was doing, and he even talks about it how they stole the show <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. exactly what it is. But it's funny. Um, I mean, but they had a lot of other influences too. Like you know, like you were we were talking about earlier, but uh, Benny Hill. You know, uh-huh. like that was a big thing, like um, growing up, like watching Benny Hill and that that type of comedy was just so funny to me. That's why if you watch like on my YouTube channel or you watch. Uh, what's, what's the name of the YouTube channel? Yeah, what's the name of your YouTube channel? Well, we actually do. Um, me and my friend Jordan went doing is uh, living in China with um, Roman Jordan. So, OK, um, check us out. I mean, we're just kind of starting off right now, but we. Link in the description down below. Yeah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and then also I do my comedy. Uh, I have my Instagram at Jerome Bryant Comedy. So mm-hmm. I'm just once again just starting off trying to yeah, do this, this whole thing. It's quite new, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just you know starting off, man. Some British British comedians. Um, what about um, uh, Ricky Gervais? Yeah, awesome, awesome comedian. Like, yeah, but everything he does is just awesome. Um, he's not a big influence on me. I just like watching his stuff. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not doesn't really influence me much. When you mean influence, um, I mean we've all heard about stealing jokes so influence is like how far the way that they do it okay i see you i see it influence would be like like martin lawrence i love how he's so like animated right Uh and dave Chappelle, the way he can tell a joke and you and he just hits you from left field and you're just like oh my god i didn't even see that bit what he says like a long yeah long and then then all of a sudden the punchline comes and you're like oh dang you seen the bit where he's Tells you the punchline yeah. before. It's right. so hilarious. It's, yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah, yes. like, uh, it's a genius. It's right. genius. And I was just like, I want to be able to do that one day. That's my. That's right. my. Honestly, I want to be like him. Just be like, but, and I, I don't. I don't talk anything about what Dave Chappelle talks about. Some stuff, but I mean, like Dave Chappelle talks about a lot of 
a lot of stuff that I kind of stay away from, but because I just don't like to talk about that stuff. How about so? Then? There's overlapping when you come when it comes to topics, but when it comes to influences, it's more about certain aspects of the delivery exactly. or certain exactly. aspects because of you the learn setup. about that exactly the setup, the delivery, um, even some of the things, the just the, the little nuances that they have. They little you quirks. just yeah, that, that I love those, you know, and I love those. That that's what makes those comedians awesome. Now. And you have to think that Chappelle was influenced by many comedians. Even Richard Pryor, he probably was influenced by comedians that he grew up watching or like, mm -hmm. you know, knew or something like that. You know, everyone's influenced by somebody. Right, right. So it just comes down to... <laughs> Cosby? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how about, how about, how about <laughs> I was, like... I was like, I think he's doing Fat Albert, but... <laughs> how about most sure. rec more recent ones? I mean, I mean, not that recent, right? I think he does it for a long time and maybe not so recent anymore, but Louis C.K., I mean, he was an awesome comedian until, I guess, whatever situation he's going through right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like this, it just sucks because, like, all these guys are comedians or people doing whatever they do, right? And then things happen outside of, in their real lives, right. and then they're looked down upon because, right. you know, it's whatever he was doing well, behind closed doors. What about, the, what about those that are uh, not outside? Like, in, in comedy, they, they say something wrong. Mm. What do you think about that? I, I mean, mean is that we were talking about limits. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, not even limits, but I mean, something like, you know, say you were, say it just because the day and age, everything changes, right? And everything, what you can talk about and what you can't talk about changes every day. Mm -hmm. um, and it changes big time in decades, right? So in like, say about 10 years ago, you can, I mean, I, I'm not saying anything is okay to talk about, but I'm saying people talked about, you know, um, being gay or something like that, or or it was easier to talk about stuff like that, right? And and not be, and you could say whatever you wanted to say because it was freedom of speech, right? Yeah. But then you, today, if, you know, say you were to say something, people are like, whoa, in the, L, you know, you, in, the, you in that community. Yeah, you cannot say anything But many like comedians still think comedy is comedy and you can talk about everything. Maybe they can't really because it will hurt their career. But, but like Chappelle would think that. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of comedians think that. I think that's comedy. I mean, I even feel like that way. I mean, I'm not saying you can, I guess it's so hard because there's such like, there's yeah. such, everybody's so. You think yes, yeah. but then you think about because, you too. Because so exactly, because, because there are. So censorship right. comes from within. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but this is what it is. It comes down to being like the reason why comedians are comedians is because they are sensitive as hell. You know what I'm saying? And so mm. they're probably usually talking about stuff on there for like you know, what you said earlier. Like so there are things that you could joke about. <coughs> from within, but you'd feel not right if someone else would joke about that. Or if they brought it up to me and said this, right. I'd be like, yo. But if they did it on stage? What do you mean? Like, like, you know, something that may hurt you personally, but they use comedy now. Uh, it happens all the time, right. you know? Uh, that's, what, that's exactly what's funny is like, if you can make it funny, funny right. that's... The art of comedy. So it's I mean, art, think yeah. about a guy like Richard Gervais. I mean, he says whatever he wants to he, say. He says <laughs> anything he wants about religion, and and well, large large population of this earth is deeply religious, right? And he goes with <laughs> whatever he is, and he's still yeah. loved, and everybody yeah. loves him. Yeah, yeah. And and that's kind of the weird thing is like people are like ah, but it's okay if he does it. You know Maybe the like, way he delivers, he just exactly. it. And he I'm just, telling you, that's a lot of it comes out. If you can deliver it right, that I think well, you can say whatever you want to yeah, say. Yeah. And that's the art what, of... What about like, uh, I mean, Seinfeld doesn't do like any touchy stuff. No, he doesn't. It's like uh, peanuts. Anyone had peanuts, right? And stuff yeah, like that's, that. That's the cool thing about Seinfeld. And like, I don't know if you guys remember this guy, Sinbad. 
back in the yeah, day. Sinbad, yeah, Sinbad. Yeah. Sinbad was awesome. Yeah, just Except hilarious. Except for yeah. it, he didn't do anything like nothing co- like uh, about like cussing, you know, about sex or anything like nothing. And if it was about sex, it was called like whoopee. And like, uh, it was like, you know, talking about like, you know, it was, it, it's, he made it so hilarious. It's almost harder to make it funny. I'm telling you, I'm telling yeah. you. And <laughs> it's almost harder to make it funny. If you don't, I, I'm, I'm trying to, I had to do that for Joe Wong. I had to do a, a whole thing without saying right. anything bad. Right. And let's, I'm thinking to myself like, how am I gonna, let's talk about that. Right. A couple, a few months ago, that? we did a show here in Dongguan with, uh, Joe Wong mm. as the headliner, right? He's awesome. coming to the show. And he, yeah, he agreed to come to the show hopefully sometime soon. So click subscribe. Get notifications because we might get him sometime. Joe right. When he comes awesome. back to China, I think now it's difficult. But yeah. Um, <laughs> so you opened, you opened for him. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, how was that? Oh, man, it was good. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, you were there. Yeah, yeah I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How was it? I think, uh, I, 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 I mean, one of the organizers of the show, right? So <laughs> I, I, I think that, uh, I mean, honestly, I was, uh, you know, when you organize something, you like, you want it to go well. And with comedy, and we organize a lot of parties <clears throat> with here. Uh, but comedy is different. Like is you can't first. control it. You can't. You know, I, I do. We do a pool party. We can control everything. Um, the DJs, you know, um, with comedy is like, would Rome be good? I mean, I, did I was, you review I, the set? No, no, you no, no, no. The thing about it is, like, I, I actually this the set that I had to do. I was told like a day before, like that I couldn't do something because I right. actually had something in my mind that uh, I was going to no, do. Joe Wong asked apparently through someone else. He asked that it be clean. You okay. know, very well, clean, or something, clean which i don't think yeah. it was that you know through the organizers. Wipe out. but i mean <laughs> um no and then you know uh, rome got to do it and i was like he was the first one in my mind and and um i was a bit worried but like with anyone else i would be the same and you did really well really well yes <laughs> how do you how do you go about preparing a skit uh, a set i mean what's what's involved in the writing process in the creative process of writing comedy uh, the biggest thing is it depends on what your comedy is about. That's uh-huh. the biggest thing. Um, if your comedy is about politics, then you're going to write, you're going to watch po- political things all the time. That's what mm-hmm. you're going to do. Like you probably every day you're watching, you're just getting up and watching that. Um, mine is mostly based upon my life. Mm-hmm. And so it's not hard because every day I find comedy in my life. And uh-huh. so my biggest thing is I have to have either my phone around me or like a piece of paper and a notepad because at that moment, I have to write it down because I'll forget it. Because, I mean, I have, <laughs> I have millions of jokes that I forgot. Uh-huh. I tell you right now, I have millions of jokes that I forgot. And that's when I finally started. I'm like, you know what? I got to do it. And so now I have... Uh, I have Is like it a, on your phone now? Well, I have it on my phone now. But at, at one time, I had like a shoebox full of all these little pieces of paper of all these things that's that cool. I've written down. Like oh, no. When Seinfeld has that. I mean, he did oh, the, you saw that thing. And yeah. so it's like, it, it like I'm pulling out like, okay, what, what was I saying with this? <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. And it's okay. just an idea an or idea, the yeah. whole joke? Well, unless unless the whole joke needs to be written down, like a lot of times I can just give me the premise and I can remember the, the part mm-hmm. we talked about. But usually now I have to write down like the, the beginning and then of course the punchline because uh-huh. that's what I come up with now. It's like you, you don't have to forget up. that. Yeah. I was asking because when, when, I, when I shoot videos, I usually write, oh, sorry, I write down ideas and then when I'm shooting, I'm like, what was I trying yeah, to say? Yeah. But I mean, I, I tried a few you times. You have to get more, yeah. more creative. I tried a few times and I wrote I wrote the whole jokes, like word to word. And it, you, you wrote know, jokes? I, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, so. done some and, open mic. It's and uh, you know, because I, I, you know, we write. I write for for a long time with the, you know, the magazine content, a lot of stuff. And uh, I write it, and I like how I write it, and it looks like perfect. And, but you can't do it like that. No. It, it then and then you feel committed to to just do it exactly. word to word, and that's the problem. That is the problem. It's I think that's problem. the reason why a lot of times mine is. It's 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 good because of the fact that I just I have the premise and then I just get up there and just tell my side of this premise and then um, it changes from show to show because a lot of times it's not said the exact same way as the last time and sometimes this new way that I just come up with at the moment uh-huh. is like whoa this is way better than that so last time implemented yeah and then or maybe I was like oh you know what I tried something new and it didn't quite work out people didn't like it. I'm not going to do that that way this time. You know? But I think it, 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 the other way is it's terrifying to me. Like, I just wouldn't remember what to say. So, like, if I memorize, I would know what to say, but then it wouldn't be good because I just yeah. recite. So that's sure, why but, you but stick there's, with what there's you're like doing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that there's, like, a tipping point in, in a joke. So you got your premise, you build up to it, and then, pa, punchline. So that's what you got to have very clear where the punchline is and... And the whole setup, you know, and that's but that's this all depends on what kind of jokes you're going to tell because not every joke has a punchline per se. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times, people just tell stories, stories, or because I'm kind of a story guy too. But most of my stories have a punchline at the end coming somewhere in there. Like so, you don't know it, and then something you're like, oh, oh this oh, guy, yeah. look at this guy, he's going to get a funny joke in the end there. But I'm saying like that's what that's what mine is. Some people they just don't have like the, and some people are like Joe Wong is like. The, the joke, the, the joke, right. the, the joke. It's, it's like instantly, like, yes. like one-liners, boom, boom, boom. Like it's not, right. he's not looking. I saw him on, on Colbert and right. it was, yeah. That's yeah, what that he is. It's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's funny, um, but it just depends on what kind of comedy you like. Right. Like if you give me a few minutes, I'm going to make you laugh. But And I'm going to make you laugh in between too. But his is like laugh, <laughs> and then da, 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 laugh, <laughs> and then it's that's so it's a little uh-huh. bit different. you know. Right. What about voices, faces? I mean, I'm talking Jim Carrey, for example. Oh, man, yeah. <sighs> Jim do you Carrey do was, any of that? Um, you know, because we do in our, in our YouTube channel, like stuff, a lot of stuff we do because we like to just mess around and like do skits and stuff like that. So um, we are into acting. We're into acting and stuff like that. But it's not to the extreme as like Jim Carrey. Where I mean, wow. I'm not like falling on the ground, like rolling around laughing or being all crazy or anything like that, like the mask or something like that. No. But you would do a sitcom. I mean, that that's like something you yeah. would love. Oh, yeah. If yeah. I can do something like that, that would be awesome. Heck yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, so anybody right. out there, uh, sitcom, yeah. if you want to have me on your show, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. So. <laughs> Instagram, yeah, email, Instagram, contact, yeah, Twitter, yeah, down what, what's, there. What's the make of comedy? What's, what's the, 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 you know, in the China. place in China and, and I mean, first in the West, you know, what, what's the, the place where you made it if you did it there? Like LA, the comic club. Well, yeah. If you, if, well, New York, if you're like oh. in New York and you're, but the thing about it is even comedians like that are in New York are working their ass off. Like every night, open mics, open mics, open mics, open mics, open mics like and getting paid to do this, you know what I'm saying? Or some are getting paid, but some aren't. And they only get paid from when they go and do like a show or, you know, and now that it's coming with these, like a YouTube blog or something like that, they're they're getting paid to go on these or something like right, that. Or, right. or they're getting, getting paid to go on a show or getting paid to go on Ellen or getting paid, to, you know what I'm saying? Right. These little things. But I mean, when you start, I think it's when you start getting paid, you've made it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like that's when you can be honestly called a comedian. You know what I'm saying? It's because you're professional. Yeah, you because when you're getting paid to be to put to make me people laugh, I mean like, that's that's it. You're professional. You're, you're that's it. I mean, I think you. I mean, so I'm not saying like you might not be the most professional comedian yet, but I think once you've kind of started getting paid, 
then you're professional. Now, that level of professionalism, you know, that's that can go to the ceiling. You know, who who yeah, is the most the professional Madison comedian? Square Garden, you exactly. got the Apollo, that's, you oh got so. Do you do different kind of, kind of jokes here, or if you do it in the U.S., do you need to write it differently, or do of you course. need to do anything different? I'm, so I already found that out going to Malaysia. Okay. Because Malaysian Chinese is different than Chinese Chinese. And then being in Malaysia, they have a lot more. So in <clears throat> KL, that's where I went, and I did a couple uh, open mics there. And being in KL and doing jokes, uh, I had to change my jokes because they – they wouldn't quite get some of the jokes that I was talking about in China. I thought they would, and then I did one, and I was like, oh, maybe you guys don't get that. It's not the same kind of Chinese. Yeah. It's not the same kind of Chinese, exactly. And there's a lot of Malay people who don't understand the Chinese culture. And then there's a lot of people, like Indian people, who don't understand. You right. know, and, and so it's like, oh, I thought everybody just understood Chinese because there's a lot of Malaysian Chinese <laughs> here. Guess not. Yes. So, <laughs> just, be, just like everybody speaks Malay there, and I don't even... You I'm, can hear the mic actually drop too. <laughs> right? <laughs> So I was like, oh, I got to change that the next time. So, so bombing, bombing. I didn't, uh, I didn't really bomb because there were Chinese people in there. They laughed. But right. I'm saying the people that weren't Chinese weren't laughing. Were you, are you more nervous to, to go up in, back home in the U.S. or in China? Um, or you're not nervous at all by now? Now I've I'm, I'm kind of gotten over the nervous part. You know, when I was back home, this is one cool thing. Um, I went to like one of my friend's barbecues, right? Uh, and they had a barbecue for me, like coming back and... My mom, my son, and my, my, my wife went. We all went there, right? And uh, there was about 20 people-ish, a little under. And they were always like, you know, they're oh, you do comedy now. You do comedy now. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not going to do like a Tell comedy a show. Joke. Yeah, that's a joke. And I'm <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to do a comedy show. They're like, come on, man, come on. And so they're bothering, bothering. And finally, like I've had a few drinks. And I'm like, all right, whatever. But I'm, I, I actually, I was like, man, I'm, I was like, I'm going to do comedy in front of these people that are going. These are the ones that are going to judge me. I, I really don't. Right. I don't care about everybody else's judgment, usually. Strangers. Yeah, strangers' judgment, yeah. I don't care. And I'll make fun of you, I don't care. Right. But these are the people that I really do care about what they think, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I got to make these people laugh. And honestly, they loved my jokes. And at the end, I felt like, this is it. I mean, I, I'm happy I make now. them cry. Yeah. I make them laugh. If I make them <laughs> laugh, because they're the ones that are like, he ain't going to make me laugh. Mm -mm. No way, no way. -uh. Keep trying. Yeah, keep trying. No, that's not even funny. And then all of a sudden, they're like, that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. That was good. Validation. Validation. They're like, dang. And I was like, okay. Well, you talked, you talked about family. How, how did your wife uh, take it when you decided to become a comedian? I mean, did, was, was she supportive of your career? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is uh, I told her from day one. I told her from day one. I was like, this is one of the things I want to do with my life. And I said, if you are not along for the ride, I was like, this isn't going to work out. This is before my, my son, before we got married, before. This is like the first date. Does, yeah. does she think you're funny? <laughs> That's I mean, of course she does. She's is being wife. funny is yeah. being funny easier to pick up girls? I don't know. I don't pick up girls uh, <laughs> anymore. <laughs> hey, I wanted to talk about about hecklers. Um, how does that work? How do you handle them? Uh, oh man, I'm I'm not good with hecklers, but anger management. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm uh, the thing about the hecklers. This is the thing at a regular show. I don't care. I'm going to make fun of you or, or I'm just going to ignore you. I don't care. Um, but at an open mic, I hate op um, hecklers at an open mic because an open mic is like, this is where people come to try, right? Uh -huh. They're coming to try. Like they're just, they're putting everything out. You know how hard it is to get on that stage in the first place. And second, I need to make you laugh. Uh -huh. Those are the two hardest things to get on that stage and do. And then you're going to make fun of that person for getting up there and doing that. Like that shows how much of a coward you are. 
and it makes me so angry. And so I hate that. I hate mm-hmm. that. That did you get it a lot? Not a lot. No, I mean, it's, but you, you, people get drunk. You know how it is. Right, right. You've you've dealt. We've all dealt with drunk people before, and you know people get drunk and they're like, "I'm just gonna say what I want to say," right. and then you're like. Nope, you probably shouldn't because mm. now you you're now you're looking like a dumbass. What's the right way to handle them? <sighs> ignore them. Ignore them. I would probably say just ignore them. Okay. And if you have if you have the point where you can have like security in a place, right? Escort them out. Do they take them honestly? Out? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I would I would just say like the biggest thing about hecklers. I mean, that's why you go to any comedy club. They say immediately from the beginning, do not heckle and do not say anything. And if you are and you're saying it, we're gonna kick you out. Plain and simple, yeah. because this is this. You came to watch a comedy show, right? Come on, man! And it throws you off your game, I suppose. Oh, kind of like, and if you're if you're if you're busy thinking of a comeback or whatnot, it just throws you off your game. It, if you're this the thing, and you, if so. you're really good at that, then they might let the heckling come. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Or want want it? Yeah, it's it's um, almost who's really good at that? What's his name? Uh, Russell. Peter Russell? Yeah, Russell, Russell Peters. Peters. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. yeah. He's, he's one of my really favorite comedians, too. I, like, I love him. I've seen you, like, I think you're rooting for other comedians, right? You want oh, always, other comedians. Yeah. Is, it, is it like this in the, the, the industry, the, you know, um, or I, is there a jealousy? I, I don't feel like it. Is it a doggy dog kind of thing? I feel like everywhere else I've been, I feel like it's a doggy dog. Like, when I was back in Malaysia, I, I feel like maybe some of the other comedians were cool, but they did not like the fact that, an American was there trying to do comedy. Ooh. They wouldn't, didn't like that. And, yeah. and maybe, and maybe in a, I could have taken things wrong. And I, I mean, if I, if I am, I'm sorry. I, I, but I just felt like a lot of comedians probably were like, ugh, like maybe they're just threatened. They're, they're insecure. Of course. You know, and, yeah. and yeah. Dude, when you hear my comedy, that I, I feel you're going <laughs> to feel that way. So that's when I get up on the stage. I'm so like, yeah, you gonna... did comedy in China, in Dongguan, where you live, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you run the open mic here yeah. and you did Xiamen. Yep, we right? did a in show Fujian, in Shaman. Yeah, yeah. Right? You did a show there, the yeah. Dongguan Invasion, I think. <laughs> yeah, right? it was, it's cool. And where else did you do comedy? Uh, we well, So we do it in Shenzhen. We've gone to Shenzhen too. Okay. Uh, so there's pretty much only places. There, and those then in three Malaysia. Places. And Malaysia. And in, and America, so where else yeah. can you do comedy in China? If someone is here in China or someone is coming to teach or whatever, but they're like interested in doing stand-up comedy. Sh- Shanghai is like the probably the biggest place. It's um, a New York of China. Yeah, pretty much because <laughs> yeah. they have a lot of places you can go to open mics like pretty much every other night. I've heard. Oh really? So, like they have them uh, in Hong Kong. Hong Kong's a good Hong place Kong, to go because yeah. uh, they have a lot of open mics there as well. Um, if you're just trying to get started, I mean, um, and then of course Beijing's got some too. You know, those are the biggest places. Are you planning to to go? Um, I want to go to Shanghai, and I want to. Do my thing in Shanghai a little bit. Uh, I want to do it there. Um, I'm going to go down in Hong Kong, go do some shows in Hong Kong. Okay. Um, but yeah. yeah, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. I, I don't mean to pry, but oh. money-wise, um, is it how different is it from the states? Um, is it a lucrative? Uh, I mean, mm. are the levels, or do you I, have I'm an sure agent, that, for example? Yeah, when it gets into that, um, when it comes to making money, that's a whole different thing. Uh, like making money is very, it's just like, because comedy here in China isn't that much of a demand. Tough, right? yeah, it isn't yeah. that much of a demand. Mm-hmm. So, and in America, it's just exploded. So many people do it so they can charge. It's saturated. Yeah, it's very saturated. But in that, you have like these 
awesome people who make millions and millions and millions, right? And then everybody else kind of just is like underneath this grind. Yeah, it's yeah. like grinding, grinding, grinding. It's like just with anything you think of, like musicians, you know, people who you got the cream of the crop. Make, yeah. But it's easier to make money as a musician in China because you know someone is opening a new mall and they need a foreign face to sing, and yeah. you know, right? They don't do that here for, for foreign comedy. comedy right. You know, it's mm-hmm. like I can't go tell a joke at the new opening of the mall and they'd be like, "What's he right, saying? Like, right. Who is this?" Guy? Uh, what? <laughs> right. uh, could you say that again? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but but is there any chance? I mean, like um, that was really good. I like that. Well, sometimes when I talk to people, it just comes out like this. That's, but that's like Russell yeah. Peters one when he's. I got it from him. Kind of. Be a man. Be a man. The show. You. You. I mean, like Xiamen. I guess you did get. But I mean, like, it's hard, right? I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah. It's because all those things that you're saying, oh, I'm going to do Hong Kong, I'm going to do Shenzhen, those are lined up already um, as just open mics. Yeah. Well, I just go there to do open mics. The thing about it is um, getting a show is just so difficult. Like, you have to have, you almost have to have like a manager or something like that to just constantly reach out to somebody. Um, you also got to find the comedy clubs or the comedy, like, little rings that people have. And then getting a show, because that's how we got out to Shaman. We just reached out to the guys out there and said, hey, we have some guys in Dongguan that want to do this. And they're like, yeah, come down for sure. And then, um, so it depends. I mean, and then if you have, the biggest thing too is if you got to kind of show that you have something, you know, but to I mean, show. You got paid not much, I know, for uh, like Joe Wong, yeah, right? Yeah, but, was, but, but like, that's maybe what uh, someone singing, we get paid, but they can do it every night. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, in comedy, we do right. it once, whatever, right. two weeks, three weeks or something like that. Right. But, but that's the, the, the next step. I mean, that's the first, like, that was, a, that was a step from like way back when I first started my own first open mic was getting my first, like, paid show you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah it doesn't and matter now, much, yeah right? it doesn't yeah. i don't care what yeah. i could get paid in beer i don't right, care just right. paid show give me something <laughs> right. you know give me something for being here you know appreciation what I'm saying? yeah and then once that happened now okay my next step is like getting an actual like paycheck you know uh-huh. what i'm saying a good paycheck from this and then the next one is maybe even getting something where it's reoccurring okay these guys is that good let's do something like that you know so you can practice here but you can't really get rich here from comedy no no this isn't <laughs> not i'm not place. i'm not looking to get rich right. in china that's right. the thing i'm just i'm just looking to pad my my stats right uh-huh. right so what is the natural progression for you i mean from a professional level you you sound like you want to move away from teaching and dedicate more time into comedy but if yeah i mean well i that i wish i wish that was i wish that was it i wish i could be like you know what i don't want to teach anymore i want to be a comedian but life is <laughs> yeah, uh, life, not that simple life is don't not work that like simple. that baby <laughs> yeah, right. right i wish i wish that was what i could do but a lot of things have to happen in the in between for that to happen so uh-huh. But I mean, um, if you're if you're really you know good, right? Yeah. And and you make a name for yourself, that's you the could tour. Thing. You yeah, could yeah. tour if, in Asia, exactly. even go back to the US, come and back here. And whatever. that's what that's what the the, the progress, the Hong progression Kong. I hope happens yeah. is yeah. like I make my name. Uh, it's already starting. You know what I'm saying? You just get your get out there a little bit, and they're like, oh, this guy, Rome, right. or Jerome, or something like that. Right. He came from Dongguan. Have you heard about him? And then the next, then like I go and they see me and they're like, oh, he is actually kind of funny. That's cool. And then just more and more and more yeah. talk and talk and talk. And then now I can actually get yeah. shows and then I can start touring. And then from that point on, then who knows yeah. what, you know. Yeah. He was on that, uh, of course, China. Yeah. Uh, oh my yeah. 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 Those what? guys that got rich with a YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. He was on there. That was <laughs> how we got <laughs> famous. Yeah. That's how they got famous. Right. Because yeah. he was on there. <laughs> All right.
All right. All right. So now we're going to play a nice game called What's Up With This? Uh-oh. What's Up With This? This is where I'm going to show you picture you put on social media. Yes. And you're going to tell us what's up with this. Can't wait. All right. So first one. Oh, you're going to do a few of them. <laughs> oh, I do a couple. Uh-huh. I do a couple. If my phone's going to work, right? Uh-oh. Okay. So I'm going to do a couple pictures. And the first one's going to be this one. That's on uh, my day I got married in Malaysia. So you got married in Malaysia. Well, we got married at one time in, in America. And then six months later... June 10th was in uh, Malaysia. That's and this was like the... Who's in the picture? Oh, so this is her brothers and uh-huh. then my wife, Brian. Okay. Yeah. And what were you going to tell us about that day? Uh, that day. Wow. Um, it was crazy, actually. It's a crazy thing because, like, I don't know if you, you see how, the way I'm dressed. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, like, the things you have to do to get your wife, like... There's so many. Th- I mean, I, is it like sure. here, like in China, kind mm-hmm. of a little bit similar? So similar, you're gonna like, go home, pick her up, exactly. You have to fight for her. Yeah, you have to fight for find the shoe. You don't have to. You don't have to fight. You have to do all these games that her convince her. Yeah, like and her her friends, bridesmaids. friends and bridesmaids. Yeah, they're out there and they're making you do all these crazy things. Like you're not gonna get her so easily. Exactly. You convince us to so you, what, play all these games. What's the stuff that you wear? What's that called? Does it have a specific name? <laughs> there is a name, but... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, my <laughs> wife was this. like, you need to wear this. And I was like... Yeah. All righty. Yeah. Are like, you <laughs> drunk in this picture? Uh, no. Oh, so you see you see this... I have a black eye in this picture, actually. Right. <laughs> it's not from a fight. It's actually from basketball. Oh, okay. I got elbowed in the eye. Yeah, right. it, it was like right before we're about to get married. And my wife's like, Really? What you do? Yeah, like really, you have yeah. you just, and this dude. Oh, I mean, I said no. I didn't even get elbowed. This dude actually hit me just like with his finger on my eye when we were balling, and he like he came down, he blocked, like tried to block me, but hit me in the eye, and, psh, and it just sprouted up. All right, okay. <laughs> um, I'm not drunk. That was, <laughs> when you marry internationally, you always have two weddings. I mean, like it is. Know, I like, think. Yeah. Did you have two weddings? No. No. Oh, no. No. Just, did you here, some there? All right. Okay. That's about it. All right. So uh, the next picture is this one. Oh, dope. Yes. This is when I, uh, this is when we went to, um, with Bronson the first time. So that's my mom. So this is you and your mom. Yeah. Your and wife, my son. Yeah. And your son, Bronson. And we're, and we're at a, a ba- uh, Phoenix Suns basketball game. This is when the Houston Rockets came. And so we got to see like James Harden play. It was pretty dope. But I mean, it's just, I wanted to take my, first my wife and my son to a game. She's never mm-hmm. really seen Did a- she like enjoy? A, oh yeah. They loved yeah. it. Yeah. It was cool. Who won? Uh, Houston. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Is this, this is Phoenix. Phoenix Suns your favorite team? No, no, no. Uh, my, my favorite team is San Antonio Spurs. Because okay. I, I mean, I'm wearing Dallas Cowboys hat in there. Like I'm a, I'm Texas all day. Right. But uh, Phoenix Suns, we used to live in Phoenix. So we would, I mean, mom, mom lives in Phoenix. So when we go there, we can go to the games and watch other teams come and play. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the cool thing about it. I know you love basketball and I know you play quite well. Mm-hmm. If, if I ask you like, uh, would you prefer being like a, an NBA player or a big comedy star? Big one. Man, that's Which a good one, one would you <laughs> it's a difficult. That's one. A, that is difficult. It's the hardest like, question of the day. Yeah, like that yeah. was. That's the, seriously. Mm. Basketball. Yeah. All right. So let's keep on talking with Jerome. Jerome or Rome? You know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually the only reason I started going by Rome. I, all my friends back in America call me Rome. My close friends, but. 
the only reason I really started doing it here was because of the fact that this is kind of giving away a little bit of my joke, but the fact is that Jerome sounds like Juro. Uh-huh. And a lot of times in China, Chinese, like I'll say my name's Jerome and they're like, Juro? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. And they're like, Juro. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Juro. And then, Juro. yeah, and then that's the thing. Like, Juro, Juro. But I never song. heard anyone calling you Jerome. Never. That's what I'm saying. Like here, Anyone they here? don't. No. They don't. Like, cause it's it's been strictly Rome since I moved to China because of this. How does your mom so, call you? Yeah. Uh, what what she say? Jerome. Jerome. Yeah. My, but my, do you have a Chinese whole, name? I don't. You know, I never. Really? I just never. I, I like, needed it or never wanted it. Both. I, mm-hmm. I'm not so much. I never wanted it. I just never could come up with something good. And the ones that people come up with are like, I don't know. Like it's just like my friend is easy. He's like, like his flower. is like like. Small black dragon. That's a shout. Oh, hey, long. Yes. He got a tattoo. (laughs) So, and I'm like, ugh, that's so cliche of a Chinese name, right? So then I was like, you know what? I'm never going to get a name because I'm going to think I need to be the tall, yellow, I don't know. But you're unofficially (laughs) Juro. Yeah. Yeah. No, officially. No, you're not. not. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, this is the part of the, the show where we talk a little bit about China. And China issues, mm. right? So I understand that you have strong positions. So what do we talk about? You said earlier that um, you identify yourself as half black, half white. Mm-hmm. How how has that affected your life in China? Well, I mean, kind of like we talked about earlier. I mean, being becoming a teacher or or just doing that or just being accepted in general is very hard because I get associated as a black person. Mm-hmm. I mean. Um, and here it seems like uh, if you're white, it's wow, you're you have to be amazing. Mm-hmm. You if you're 100 <laughs> percent white, must be. you must be everything must be awesome about you. And, and it's just that's one of the difficult things when I mean, I'm sure for people who come here and they're trying to date people, mm-hmm. um, especially Chinese girls or something like that. Um, I'm sure that because I've had friends that are black that have run into this situation where it's hard for them to date girls because they think that, oh, something's wrong with them because they're black. Um, I've had white friends here in China. But is that the girl or is their families, for example? Because I think that girls are... Both. Okay. Because I, I think that the the, um, the fact that they want to get serious with somebody and they have to bring that man to, to maybe their to family. That, that may be what they're running into. But it's, all, but it's not like it doesn't exist back home. Maybe it's worse back home, right? Yeah, it's definitely back home, too. It is definitely back home. I mean, this is something derived from home, though, bringing it to China and then just dealing with it differently here because you don't see people. It's not it's not like American racism. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's not the, as deep. No, it's it's right? just it's, it's like, so it's so you can tell what it is, you know, at the very topical part of it. It's like, oh, they just want someone white. That's which is what it is. It seems like I don't know. So in your face, uh, you know, actually, um. Because I mean, I guess, what, what I'm saying, I, like in the West, people, the, nobody wants nobody wants to be called a racist or anything. So yeah. everybody's trying to cover it up. Yeah. They don't want to be seen as, you know what I mean? But here in China, it's blatant. I mean, I've no, heard like, people say. Is, I've heard people say they don't know that they're racist. Like, I, what do yeah, you, what what do they you mean say when you tell them you're racist? What they, would they're they? like, no, I'm not. How could I be racist? We don't even have, you know, racism here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. That's what you're doing right now. This is this is this is exactly. You need to educate racism. them. What is racism exactly. before they understand? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Did you yeah. ever have anyone like? Uh, oh, you know what? Yeah, that is wrong. Did you have anyone realize? No, okay, but let me let me ask you a question. Um, the table. We are called 
why go rent? Mm. Black people are called hey rent. Right. Most times, black really people are not that? called why go rent. Right. How do you explain that? I mean, it's that's, they're, they're that's putting strange. in. Yeah, they're they're just basically going based off their skin color. Like if it's you're higher not, than if you're just if you're hey rent, which is black people, or all the others that are not. That's pretty much what they're saying. Right. Uh, so it's it's it. They do create a line that says, okay, this is why go around, which is basically a person from abroad, a foreigner, right. and then there's the black people. But in their mind, this isn't it isn't racism. Do you do you guys you guys you guys you guys in the industry right teaching? Uh, um, do you correct? Do you take the time to correct? Oh. Do you get upset in their face? Do you not upset? I I, I do. Oh, you do? I do. I Because a lot of times they don't, if they're kids, they don't even know, you know? Sure, but these kids have parents. Mm. And and let's be real, these parents are wealthy. These parents are educated. These mm-hmm. parents have not done their homework. Right. So I make it a point to talk to the parents. that like, for example, I had a, a student call a teacher. I had a black teacher. He called him, hey, Ren. I went nuts. I'm like, you're not coming here. Take your money. Uh, sorry, sorry. So like, you better educate. I mean, we are teachers. We don't educate. We teach. We just give them a skill. But wait a second. Values we, and they come from home. We also say black people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah, but you... you I you mean, they could tell you that. Hey, you, you say too, you know. That's a good point, but there's not point. a differentiation between foreigner and black people. I mean, if, if that's how would you? Is it okay I, to say black people? That's normal today. I mean, it, but it's it not. Depends. Is it wrong? It depends. Like it depends on your audience. It depends on the black audience that you're listening to. I because I, I said there's there's I'm telling just like the say the N word right right right. Um, we we were kind of discussing this, but the N word is is very. Uh, This word is probably the worst word you could say to anybody that has black skin color, right? right? Mm-hmm. right. Um, or or is black, you know what I'm saying? Like Not people, because of the word, because of the history with if, the word. Of course, yeah. yeah. And then you say that word, and people say it, you know, like in America, people say it like, you, you know, we say it to our friends and stuff like that. Right. That's probably not good. Probably shouldn't be saying that that way either. But for someone to come up and say something like that in, their, in your face, it, if for me, it would, I like, I want to fight you. Because I've been through so much in my life uh, uh, with I, that. I, I say I say white people a lot, but I have to, you know every time I say it, it, it feels a little wrong. It does when you say white people. Yeah, because saying white people is like saying like it's you know it's the same thing, right? If I say white people, then I I I, I have I, a question. What about in in America? I mean, if you have an, an Asian person, a Chinese person in America, is that person a foreigner or a Chinese? They're Asian. Asian. You're Asian. Asian is correct, I guess. But that's, yeah. I mean, like, that's what, I, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying, like, the usual thing, the context of Chinese, Japanese, Korean, like, everybody just kind of goes under Asian. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? They're Asian. Uh, I mean, that's what I've seen. I'm not saying it's 100%. It's a description, right? Yeah. I mean, that Asian guy. Or so would that he make was it okay Asian. Also? Or you could say he had a black shirt instead of saying that. I mean. No, but I, I guess, mean, what, what I'm I guess, trying to get to is, is um, I'm actually kind of thinking about my action when I went nuts uh, over this little girl that went to the teacher. Right. Hey, Ren, because you're right. Uh, we also call black, black people, people black, black people. people. Right. So like if, in America, if you were to see a, a bunch of black people, now you don't know if they're from 
you know, Africa or wherever, you know, they're from America, right? Mm. But they have that black, they have darker skin, yeah. you know, just like you're from Colombia, right? Yeah. You have people that have darker skin than me, yeah. you know, that are Colombian, but they're, they would be considered black, right? Yeah. So if you have a bunch of them and you see them, you would call them black people. And then you saw a bunch of people over here, regardless of where they're from, but they're white. They have that, you know, pale skin, white people. You know what I'm saying? So I guess right. now that you, I mean, bringing it up, I guess you're right. I mean, like, I didn't even think about that. But saying, I white guess saying hey, Ren, yeah, hey, Ren, and saying white people are saying, like saying black people. Ren, but they don't say white people. They say but you know, we don't foreigners. Say, yeah. So black people are still foreigners, right? But I would never say yellow. Like some, even Chinese people, they say they're yellow. Like I've heard it from. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, but it's <sighs> weird horrible, yeah. to say that. You know what <laughs> I mean? Um, what about this, this um, experience that you've had with discrimination lately here in China? You right. Have, Right, with mean, this situation recently, they're being af- afraid with people coming from other countries. Oh my goodness, we've been going um, through this a yeah, lot. Yeah, so I mean, uh, recent days, yeah, I've seen more and more people walking away from me. Uh-huh. Um, so every time I had this experience, it upsets me. It's the first time I deal with discrimination in my life, I would say, even though I'm Jewish. Um, you know, growing up in Israel, never really had that uh, experience. And um, it hurts me because... Um, I feel like it's my home here. So suddenly well, I realized... What was the detail of the experience? Sorry, because people don't really know. Right. So, um, um, you know, with, with the virus and, and uh, coming from outside, they think maybe from Italy or from different countries, you, you have a chance that you have it. And uh, they see a foreigner, they just, they just classify it as, a, oh, maybe he got it. And they walk away from you. I had it on the subway. Mm-hmm. Uh, people just walked away from me. The other day, I I went in. I went. I wanted to go to the vet to visit my cat. Was sick, mm-hmm. and uh, they didn't let me into the street. There was a checkpoint, you know, with a fever, taking the temperature, and they saw foreigners. The police came, and uh, my daughter was was crying, like, why they're not letting us in? And I was like, guys, then you know, they were nice, personally nice, but uh, I was like, I was here this whole time. Right. It's just the rule or I think they were covering their asses. I think I, th- yeah. I think I think it was they say something like it's the last day of checking because you know recently the situation was good here, right? Mm-hmm. And um and then uh they didn't they just didn't let it let me in. And I had the code. I was like I was here the whole time. My yeah. wife is American, I'm Israeli. I'm like, I'm from Israel, you know, because America yeah, yeah, yeah. is in, <laughs> in deeper shit right now. But um and, the and they just didn't stuff. let me in. And I, and I was like, it happened to me a few times before and I got too upset. And I was like, you know, guys, I know you're doing your job. I know you're doing your job, you know. But uh, when people did it uh, in other countries exactly. to Asians a month ago, I was very unhappy about it. I was very mad about it. And now you're doing the same, right? You're unreasonable. I mean, I didn't come here yesterday. I can show you everything. Mm-hmm. But they just didn't want to take the risk, right? So I think uh, I consider this my home. And suddenly you realize oh, yeah, it's not your home, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. um, you are a foreigner, and and you feel discrimination is is you feel it stronger. And the first time feeling it is like shit. You know, that's what black people in some places have to deal with all their life. And I mean, Jews in Europe, you know, seventy years ago, and Asians, right? It's really bad. So it makes you think about it. I, I only have experiences with discrimination when I cross borders. So you show your Colombian passport and this way, sir, and we have a word with you. And it makes me think, <laughs> oh, it makes me think about something that my people discriminate a lot against. I mean, Muslims. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
this is really bad, right? I mean, how many Muslims are terrorists? It's a small percent, mm -hmm. but they're all labeled. Yeah, it's terrible. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. So, um, do you incorporate any of this racial background and your your history with discrimination or experiences into your comedy at any point? Of course. Yeah, that's a lot of what I talk about. <laughs> I talk a lot about race and a lot about my experiences that I've gone through in my life dealing with being light skin, like all of the things I go through with all of my friends and all of the shit I've gone through with like dating girls and and growing up and just the cops. Oh, you have discriminations from, from both sides. Oh, yeah, Did yeah. Did you experience discrimination from both oh, sides? both sides, yeah, definitely. So it's I'm, like I, double. Yeah, like because I'm, I'm always the white guy or always the black guy. Right. And then, <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's exactly what it is. That, that's a recipe for some good jobs. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it helps. It There's material helps. right there. Yeah, right. good material, yeah. yeah. Is, there, is there anyone like that in comedy that you see? Um, not really who throws out the, I mean, because there's not a lot of light-skinned com comedians out there, but... There are some, I'm sure, and I'm sure they talk about this because we all go through it, you know, being right. light-skinned. And that's the thing, I mean, like my nickname back home was Light-Skinned Rome. <laughs> do you? <laughs> they call me LSR. Yeah. Really? LSR? Yeah, LSR. Yeah. Do, do you think your son will ever experience these kind of issues? You know, um, he only will when he is around his parents. Mm-hmm. That's the only fun, um, unfortunate thing is my son is always going to be probably like, oh, this cool, this kid's so cool. Oh, my God. And then in, I'm going to walk in and be like, oh, shit, that's your dad. Is he black? <laughs> like, yeah, you're, you're black. So your son is super white. <laughs> he looks super white. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, the thing is, and like they're going to they're, they're see like his his mom and be like, you're Chinese You're like, <laughs> or, or hear him speak Chinese to my mom, like to his mom. And they're like, I think that's very cool. Oh man. Very it's, cool. It's, he speaks yeah. better Chinese now than yeah. I do. And I'm yeah. just like, he's only two. He just turned two. And I'm just, oh man, this kid's going to be, oh. how can you, how can you, um, make your kid strong to endure the kind of discrimination that, um, talk to him? Well, not, not, he probably is not going to get it, but he's going to be facing discrimination against his parents. Um, That's a to totally him. different. I'm telling you right now, you may think that talking to a kid and trying to explain this is impossible, but if you just talk to him, like I'm telling you, man, there's so many things I just tell my son, and they're like always telling me, like you, you can't do that, you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? No, you're just very open, right? Yeah. So yeah, really? you just you just got to talk real, to him. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. All right, all right. Well, guys, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you very much for watching, and well. Jerome, thank you Rome, guys. Thank yeah. you very much for joining thank us. You, and uh, awesome. well, remember to follow us in all our social media. That's right here. Make sure to subscribe and hit the bell button to be notified whenever there's a new video out. And well, my name is Fernando, and this is I'm Ziv, and this was of course China. See you later, guys. All right, guys.